Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Melton Burak. I'm the host and producer of the podcast SESTA. We aim to harness the power of arts and culture to foster conversation and build peace in Cyprus. I'll be your guest host for this month of Womanica. This month, we're highlighting peace builders. In times of conflict, these women have stepped in, bringing their creativity and insight to help facilitate peace across the globe. Today, we're talking about a woman who was one of the most prolific LGBTQ organizers in history. She was a Hindu, Indian, and a lesbian. And she took an intersectional approach to her fight for bodily autonomy, sexual liberation, racial equity, and more stable futures for all queer people. Please welcome Urvashi Vat. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point of our academic careers. I took Spanish throughout high school, and class itself was fun. But looking back, basically nothing stuck. Now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. I chose French because much of my family speaks fluently, and I previously could barely say hello. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to babbel.com and use promo code WOMANICA. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com, code WOMANICA. Urvashi was born in Delhi, India in 1958. She moved to the United States with her parents and two older sisters when she was a child. Not long after that, she got her first taste of political activism. When she was only 11 years old, she got involved in protests against the Vietnam War. The activism she became known for centered queer experiences, but she was never narrow-minded about it. While she was a student at Vassar College, she helped found the Feminist Union, and she organized anti-apartheid rallies. In 1979, Urvashi started law school at Northeastern University. She was one of only four out lesbians in her class. As a young attorney in Washington, D.C., she worked on HIV and AIDS in prisons for the National Prison Project of the ACLU. Then, in the midst of the AIDS crisis, Urvashi led the National LGBTQ Task Force as executive director. She was the first woman of color to lead any national LGBTQ organization. In 1990, President George H.W. Bush gave his first address about the AIDS epidemic, which had been devastating the globe for the past decade. The gay community in particular was experiencing high death rates, as well as stigma and homophobic violence because of the epidemic. The speech took a compassionate tone, but it was filled with generalities and didn't specify any actionable steps to help. Urvashi, like many other LGBTQ activists, was not satisfied with the president's response. During his address, she was in the room. She held up a sign that said, Talk is cheap, AIDS funding is not. Security officers swiftly removed her. 
But the image of her holding the sign showed up in news reports. The protests highlighted the federal government's inaction. So much of Urvashi's activism was ahead of its time. She approached the fight for queer liberation with an intersectional lens decades ago. And, as she told gay rights activist Larry Kramer in 1994, gay rights, reproductive rights, civil rights, they were all wrapped up together. HIV is an issue for gay men, but there is also racism, reproductive rights, criminal justice. She told him, If the state can say you can't have an abortion, the state can say you can't have sodomy. You can hear versions of that sentiment repeated even today. Collaboration across causes and collective liberation is an idea activists are still trying to work toward. Throughout her life, Urvashi led several organizations dedicated to advancing LGBTQ rights. She started the Donors of Color Network, the National LGBTQ Anti-Poverty Action Network, and the National LGBT HIV Criminal Justice Working Group. She also co-founded the American LGBTQ Plus Museum of History and Culture in New York City. Urvashi married her longtime partner, the comedian Kate Clinton, on the 25th anniversary of the day they met. They held a party at a friend's house in Brooklyn, but didn't tell the guests why they were gathering. The couple lived part-time in Provincetown, Massachusetts, where they hosted dinner parties, book clubs, and a bonfire every New Year's Eve. Urvashi and Kate were always hosting events that proved community organizing and activism aren't just about fighting against something, but fostering togetherness and joy. In 2009, Kate introduced Urvashi when she spoke at the National Equality March in Washington, D.C. Urvashi had to stand on a box to reach the microphone. And the moment she started speaking, her conviction and her urgency took over. For 28 of the last 40 years since Stonewall, we have lived through their hostility on racial justice, their opposition to gay and lesbian rights, their opposition to women's equality, and their wacky global fantasies of power. And what exactly are we left with in their wake? The hope embedded in her activism was not for queer people to assimilate into society as it existed. Instead, she wanted to change society into something different and better. This idea was a big part of the two books she wrote, Virtual Equality, The Mainstreaming of Gay and Lesbian Liberation, and Irresistible Revolution, Confronting Race, Class, and the Assumptions of LGBT Politics. In 2015, Urvashi was diagnosed with breast cancer. In 2020, it metastasized. Like always, her community was there for her and offered support. They drove her between Provincetown and Boston for doctor appointments, cooked dinners, and sent carts. Urvashi passed away on May 14, 2022, at 63 years old. Her loved one celebrated her life at a small private funeral. There was dancing and chanting, evoking Urvashi's lively spirit. All month, we're talking about peace builders. For more information, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to co-creators Jenny and Liz Kaplan for having me as a guest host. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>